podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the bite-sized show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Thursday the 23rd of February. Man City were held to a draw by RB Leipzig in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie in Germany. The Premier League side were in control during the first half and got the breakthrough midway through when Riyad Mahrez scored after good work from Ilkay Gundogan to capitalise on a defensive error. Josko Gvardio headed in for the home side following a short corner with 20 minutes to go. The return leg is on the 14th of March. The plan for an independent football regulator, recommended by a fan-led review last year, has been confirmed by the UK government, and blocking clubs from joining a breakaway European Super League would be among their powers. Their other aims include preventing a repeat of financial failing seen at numerous clubs, introducing a more stringent owners and directors test to protect clubs and fans, giving fans power to stop owners changing a club's name, badge and traditional kit, and ensuring a fair distribution of money filters down the English football pyramid from the Premier League. And England's women have successfully defended the Arnold Clark Cup after a thumping victory over Belgium made it three wins from three in the tournament. The Lionesses, now unbeaten in 29 matches, were on top throughout at Ashton Gate. Needed only a draw to seal the title, but ended up winning 6-1. Those are your headlines. Okay, then let's start with Man City. I said yesterday that a good result for City would be a, uh, a draw. I was going to say score draw. Score draws don't matter anymore. Away goals don't count. But a draw I thought would be a good result. They'll be disappointed not to have won that game last night and put a bit of distance between them and RB Leipzig. Leipzig are a very dangerous side uh, and anything can happen in the Champions League when it's tight in a second leg. Uh, City have found out in the past. I thought City were good in that first half. They, were, they, they essentially dominated the entire first half, I felt. And I felt like they could have maybe stepped it up another gear. But we run into this problem again of Erling Haaland. Now... Of course, Erling Haaland himself is not a problem. He's one of the best strikers in the world. I don't think he'd struggle to get into any team in world football. And I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but I think it is worth repeating that, first of all, I don't think Man City are as good with Erling Haaland on the side. Uh, And you can see that from their league position compared to where they were this time last year without him. They don't play as coherent a game. Um... And they benefit from having that mobile striker, maybe not even a proper number nine, you know, as we've seen in the last few years, a, a false nine, but someone who can operate across the front three, someone who can press really hard, and someone who gets involved, crucially, in midfield build-up play, which isn't really something Erling Haaland does, and he wasn't bought to do that. But it's also worth mentioning that he's still young, and he's still very, very new to English football, and the style of play that Guardiola wants to play. So it's impossible to judge him on this. I think he, he personally, individually, has done fantastically well. Uh, it's just a case of can Man City work out a way of using him at his best, which also benefits the team. At the moment, it's not quite happening. There'll be some people who say, well, how could you possibly claim that they're, they're worse off with Haaland and the team? Look how many goals he's scored. But it's the same argument you'd use for Ronaldo at United. Yes, Ronaldo scored lots of goals last season. I think 24 goals last season. But the team was scoring less and the, and the team were doing less well. And it's really as simple as that. I'm sure Haaland will, will get to a point where he's scoring a lot of goals individually and the team are unstoppable. 
but it's not happening just yet. It could happen next week. It could click next week, or it could take a couple of years. I don't think it'll take that long. I think it would be before the end of the season, in which case um, it'd be pretty terrifying. But I still feel confident for City to win that second leg. Moving on then, uh, news of the independent football regulator. Looks like it's going to be happening and blocking teams from joining a breakaway Super League seems to be one of their big headline purposes. I think, judging by the uh, reaction to the Super League a couple of seasons ago, I think this would be very much welcomed. I think for fans of clubs not in the Premier League, this is great news as well. Myself, I'm a Derby County supporter. I think it just makes sense to to have more of a fair distribution of money going to the Premier League and the grassroots level to other league clubs. The Premier League is one of our greatest exports in terms of British exports. The Premier League is absolutely huge. The amount of money it makes, the amount of influence it has, the amount of eyeballs that it gets on it every week. It would seem crazy that clubs like Macclesfield and you know, Berry can go out of business when there's this much money in the domestic game. So uh, we want to see, we want to make sure we don't see a repeat of that. And I think the Premier League has been quite greedy over the last few years. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it would just, I think it would benefit everybody. It would benefit the entire country to have fairer distribution, more equal distribution. And we're not saying it should all be equal and Premier League clubs are suddenly paupers. It's not going to happen. They make too much money for that. But if we can avoid any club going out of business, that's a good thing. And yes, sometimes clubs lower down the leagues. They risk it. They risk it by spending too much, by trying to get to the Premier League, and they bankrupt themselves. In a sense, that is the owner's fault of those clubs, and that's where it comes in as well, isn't it? It's, it's about making sure that the owners are passing a test that isn't just a pathetic piece of paper with three questions on it. It has to be stringent, and it has to make sure that these are custodians of clubs. They're not, they, they aren't, owners are not the clubs. They're custodians of the clubs for a, for a short amount of time. We can't let them have so much power and so little fit and proper person's testing that anything can happen. We need to make sure it's stringent and proper and that they respect the club and they respect the club's fans. Finally then, England have defended the Arnold Clark Cup. They beat Belgium 6-1. All they needed, all they needed was a draw. They got a 6-1 victory in the end. Sabrina Wigman now unbeaten still in all of her games in charge. The World Cup coming up in, I think it's five or six months' time. It couldn't be better preparation for that. Wigman said the other day that she's still not sure about her first 11, and she's not going to be because the first 11, are, it's there's so, there's so much depth, strength and depth in that England side that you're probably not going to have a set first 11. And I'm not necessarily sure you should have a set first 11, it's, particularly for tournament football. I think it's good to have an idea of what your first 11 would be. But in tournaments, things happen, things change. Different opponents require different systems. There'll be injuries, there'll be suspensions. It's good. I think it's good to just keep it fresh and keep it moving. And, and I don't think you want to be picking the same first 11, five, six, seven games in a row. It has its positives, of course. But I think for tournament football, I think it's a good idea to, to, be, to be mixing it up prior to that. And I think that's what we should be doing. Okay, that's all we've got time for today on Whistleblowers. I'll be back same time tomorrow. We'll be talking about United Barcelona uh, in the, in the uh, Europa League tonight. Wherever you're watching that, I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you same time tomorrow on more Whistleblowers Daily. Podcast Network.